From WIS Politics in Madison, you're listening to Capital Chats. Hello, everybody. This is Kate Morton with WISPolitics.com here with the Capital Chats podcast brought to you by Spectrum. Today, I'm here with my colleague Adam Kellenhofer, who did an interview with League of Wisconsin Municipalities Executive Director Jerry DeShane. So, Adam, why don't you tell us a little bit about that interview? Hi, Kate. Yeah, so we touched on three areas mainly. Uh, it's three of the biggest topics for the League of Wisconsin Municipalities right now. Those would be shared revenue is the top priority. And then they're also kind of working on a series of bills about workforce housing and PFAS remediation. That's forever chemicals. And he told me this actually might be one of the most exciting legislative sessions for the League of Wisconsin Municipalities in quite a few years. So let's just hear what he had to say. Number one on that list is shared revenue right now. So There's a shared revenue bill floating around the Capitol. There's still a lot of negotiations going on, a lot of hemming and hawing. But why is a shared revenue increase or change to that formula so important for municipalities right now? Um, Basic reason, Adam, is because the formula, never mind the formula, the amount of money going into that program has not gone up in 30 years. And in fact, in the last 20 years, it's gone down in actual dollars. Forget about inflation-adjusted dollars. Wisconsin has the tightest property tax limits in the country. And, you know, people are proud of that. Nobody likes property tax increases. But the other side of that is Wisconsin, for over 100 years, has had this partnership deal with the state, where the state supports local programming. And when I mean local programming, I'm talking about things like policing, fire departments, ambulance, snow plowing. I mean, the critical local services. Well, if the money you're putting into that is lower today than it was 30 years ago, Houston, we have a problem. Um, So the legislative leadership, the governor have all been great about understanding that, hey, this is a pickle. We need to do something about this. And they are prepared to move in a direction that, frankly, should set us up put us on a more sustainable path into the future. Mm. So um, how much is, is there a specific like percentage amount increase for any of these municipalities that you really want to see, or is it more just like across the board, everyone is different or how do you see this shaping up in, in an ideal world, I guess? Well, Adam asking me what percentage I want, which cities to get, is essentially asking me, which one of my children do I love the most? You know, Um, the formula is very complicated. It's very difficult to say, you know, the the town of Schwartz should get this percentage. The city of Milwaukee should get that percentage. What the league has been saying to lawmakers and the governor all along is do two things. First of all, put more money into the system. And then second of all, index it or tie it to the economy in such a way that it grows. The real reason we're in this pickle is not because of a formula or anything like that. It's very simply that the program has been dormant, stagnant for 20 years. So what the legislature and the governor are both talking about is taking one cent of the sales tax and using that to fund shared revenue and a number of other government funds, local government funding programs. Basically, in the state of Wisconsin, the talk is, the plan is to say one penny of the sales tax forevermore 
is for local government. And that's a huge step forward. Would that be something that could be sustainable for, you know, that that 20, 30 year timeline? Or is this something that we might have to revisit again in another 10 or 20 years? Well, you know, I would ideally love to be able to say, yep, we fixed it. We're done. We can walk away now. But name the last piece of legislation that was that perfect. Uh, But the reality is, if you index a funding source to the economy itself, it should grow with the economy. It should ebb and flow with the economy. And the economy really defines what people need back in a local community. So is it perfect? No. Is it going to solve every social ill we've got? No. Are there communities out there that are still going to need to figure out a new way of doing things? Yes, they absolutely will. But again, plugging it into the sales tax, plugging it into that growing economy will help us in the long term. It, it'll, it, I don't want to put a percentage on it, but it moves us a great deal in the right direction. All right. Very interesting. Um, okay. So uh, I want to kind of move on here to uh, there's a, a couple of workforce housing bills that are circulating in the legislature right now. Um, one is kind of like a they're both loan programs. One's a commercial to housing loan program. And another one is is called like a Main Street housing program that would kind of give loans for people who want to rehab uh, Main Street housing that is like those two two to three story buildings above uh, businesses along Main Streets in, in a lot of the small towns and larger municipalities across Wisconsin. So um, can you talk a little bit about those bills? How important are they to you? You know, it, it's funny, Adam, this is this is turning out to be the most consequential legislative session for local government. Oh, I would say in a generation. And I don't think that's a misstatement. If you talk to a mayor of any city in Wisconsin, pick them, there's 190 cities, go talk to any one of them. And you ask the mayor, what are your two biggest problems? It's a horse race between state aides and housing. Which one he's going to say first or she's going to say first depends on what happened that day. Wisconsin has a critical underbuilding problem. For 20 years since the Great Recession, make that not 20 years, 15 years, 15 years, we have not been building enough housing. It's that simple. Multifamily, single family, senior housing, workforce housing. We're not building enough housing in this state to house the people we have. And that's a problem all across the country. But the bills you refer to, and there's actually three of them, uh, the third one funds infrastructure. But they do some really cool things. The infrastructure funding bill funds the boring part of your house, the part you will never look at again. That's the sewer pipe, the water pipe, the things we put under the street, under your lawn, and they work perfectly forevermore. The problem is banks don't want to finance that for developers. So one of the bills, the state through the Wisconsin Housing and Economic Development Authority would help finance that infrastructure for developers and local governments. The other two, the ones you mentioned, are really cool. It's making the most of what we have. Um, With the whole post-pandemic flexible workplace now, more people are working in their homes. We have commercial properties that are underutilized, some office properties that are underutilized. This program would help facilitate conversions. Now, it's going to look different in Portage 
than it does in Superior, and that's the way it should. But the fact of the matter is there are properties downtown where people want to live that we could turn into housing and we could create more housing units in a place where the infrastructure already exists. And the third one, the Main Street program, I just love that. If you go down, I live in Stoughton. You've got that beautiful downtown with all of these two and three story stores that are just absolutely classic. They're gorgeous. But that space upstairs, in most cases, is underutilized. With a few bucks for utility repairs, upgrades, changes, we could turn those into some affordable workforce apartment buildings. And that third bill facilitates that. So it's a great package. We've been working with the authors on it for a number of months. And we're very hopeful that we will see that passed into law this spring. All right. Um, So... Uh, Assembly Speaker Robin Voss has proposed a few times now, I think the first time was at a Wisconsin County's Association event, he has this idea to kind of get rid of a lot of local restrictions on new housing and new building construction and stuff like that, um, because he's saying that those regulations are driving up costs for new construction. What do you think of that proposal? Is that something that municipalities want? And would it be effective at actually producing more housing? That's the fourth bill in this package. And we're okay with it. We've worked with the author on finding ways, generally voluntarily, for local governments to streamline their process. I I think there is room for improvement there. I've got two of my cities that need to update their zoning codes. I had a mayor say to me, and this is this is in a city of about 5,000 in Wisconsin. She said, look, our zoning code tells you you can build a certain kind of house, but then you flip the pages three, three chapters later, it says, nope, you can't build that. What's happening with some of these zoning codes is we've just written them and rewritten them over the years, and we just sort of splice new ideas on top of the old ones. So the third bill sort of prompts us to get off the dime and update those zoning codes. Um, I will say this. I don't think that's the primary source of the housing shortage. That would be um, that would be a misstatement. But is there room for improvement there? There absolutely is. Part of the problem, going back to the mayor of the city of 5,000, that little change is going to cost them $80,000 in legal fees. Uh, The city of Eau Claire is taking a look at an in-depth modernization of its zoning code, but that's going to cost them $300,000. These efforts are not cheap, but they are steps in the right direction. And the way I would say it is everybody's got to do their part. Local governments didn't cause the housing crisis, but it is a crisis. And when there's a crisis, people look to local government. So we've got to do what we can to make the process work better. And our members are eager to do that. Like I said, it's this is top of mind for every mayor in the city in the state of Wisconsin. All right, that makes sense. Um, so I want to move on to PFAS remediation. We don't have a ton of time left, but I know this is a major uh, issue across Wisconsin, especially for uh, local communities. But there's another bill uh, circulating in the legislature right now that uh, has a lot of effects across the board on PFAS for uh, like remediation and, and DNR regulations and stuff like that. Um, so what do you think of the bill and, and what are the most important parts of it? I think that the league's lobbyists are going to need a very long vacation after this session. It's a fantastic bill. I, I think it's a national model 
to be honest with you. Um, it provides funding for testing. It works with our great university system to, to do more experimentation. They'll fund some innovation projects. But then the meat and potatoes of it, there is money for local governments to do cleanups, to do filtration, to do what we have to do to get this stuff out of our drinking water. So why why is uh why is PFAS such a, a major issue for for local communities? And for anyone listening who doesn't know what a PFAS is, it's the uh per or You're not gonna make me say it. Floral alkyl uh substance. substance. Yeah, uh, basically forever chemicals commonly used in firefighting foams. Yeah, commonly used in firefighting foams, commonly used in raincoats commonly used in sandwich wrappers, commonly used everywhere. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's the, those PFAS chemicals don't let stains and other icky stuff stick to things. So as a consequence, we've used it as part of our everyday life. Scientists are now saying, um, wait a minute, we're finding this in everybody's bloodstream. It is linked to, and everybody is a bit of an exaggeration, but not much. It is being linked to some health hazards. Bottom line is it's just not a good idea to have foreign chemicals in your body. And as we realize how broad it is, how widespread it is, um, we've just, it, it makes good sense to get it out of our systems. It doesn't belong there. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, I think that is uh, all we have time for. Thank you very much for joining me on today's show. Great, great to have the conversation, Adam. You have a wonderful day. Thanks, you too. Well, Adam, we'll be following closely that discussion on shared revenue and basically seeing how that package ends up uh, shaking out in the budget. But if our listeners want to learn more about the shared revenue discussion, they can head to our website at wispolitics.com. That's right, Kate. But for now, I'm Adam Kelnhofer. I'm Kate Morton. Thanks for tuning in to Wispolitics Capital Chats, brought to you by Spectrum.